What up, what up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Introvert Lifestyle with me, your host, the resident millennial introvert, it's Yolanda. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I hope you've been well. I hope you've been keeping good in the last two weeks. And I hope you're ready for another amazing episode as we come rounding off the end of season one almost with our second to last episode of the season where we'll be talking all about imposter syndrome it's going to be a good one because i've got a really really amazing guest on today but before i take you into that i just want to say a big big thank you for supporting the last episode that we had as well you guys are amazing as always and you responded so well to the leadership content and your feedback was just everything and more and i always appreciate when you guys reach out and tell me how much you enjoy the content that I've been putting out, especially in this series that's all about young entrepreneurship and giving you those skills that you need to take off and, you know, make your mark and get yourself set up in business. So as always, big, big thank you to everybody that listens and shares and gives feedback. I appreciate it so, 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 so much. So for the last two weeks, I've been plotting on a really, really great episode. And the person I've got today to talk, to discuss imposter syndrome with me, like you guys, you're in for another amazing one. Like this is an episode to sit down and pay attention to, I promise you. Like she is insanely insanely talented known each other for a while now and when i came up with the idea of imposter syndrome i was like there's only one person that could talk us through how to overcome uh any sort of feelings of imposter syndrome and not uh give in to that and let that limit ourselves so i had to bring my good friend miss eva johnson or as i know her as oyen to the stage to discuss with me today so welcome to the show Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Glad to be here. Um, Thank you so much for having me. Um, Yolanda and I have known each other for absolute ages, but um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I'm just really excited to be here and to see everything you're doing with Millennial Introvert Lifestyle. So yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Oyen, uh, let me tell you why she is extremely qualified to be chatting with us on this level today. And I'm gonna make you blush. She's blushing, she's blushing on camera, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, my girl is a singer songwriter and she does her own spoken word poetry. She's even released her own album, People. All right, she's got her own album, you can find it on all the major streaming sites. You got Tidal, it's on there. You got Spotify, it's on there. You got Apple Music, it's on there. And it's called From a Different Cloth. And she's released it under Miss Eva Johnson, which I'm going to call that your alias because uh, <laughs> I'll be calling you Oyen <laughs> in this interview. But yeah. They're both my name, so that's cool. No exactly. Problem. Perfect. Uh, and then the title track off of that one was Infamous Lady, which is a vibe. Okay, <laughs> like that one just got me <laughs> every time I listen to it. So I love it. And she's also no uh, stranger to the stage. She's performed here, there, and everywhere. When I see those live 
actual clip dropping on my feed i'm like let me be blessed today let me just sit back <laughs> and take this in and if that wasn't enough people she's also a whole lawyer okay so if you need your Annalise Keating to happen or <laughs> you need some Olivia Pope in your life, then she's also fully qualified, like a master in her field. So come on. That's like a whole new definition of triple threat. And she also dances because that's how we met. She's going to tell you some more about that as well. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> there was nobody better that I could get on to have this discussion. How about well, me, Joshina? I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start taking you everywhere I go to introduce you <laughs> before I step in. Like, okay, um, here's Yelena. She's gonna tell you who I am, and then yeah. I'm <laughs> um, I will be your high woman, a hundred, like, hundred percent every day of the year. Thank you. Right. I you actually have to, you I, have to I, get comfortable dishing out these flowers and these claps from the. From you know the what it is as well. You know when you talk, when you messaged me and said, "Let's talk about this," I thought, "Wow." can she shake my tables anymore? Because I actually <laughs> struggle with imposter syndrome quite a bit. So I was like, wow, okay. Okay, Lauren, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think you chose the perfect topic. And um, yeah, so that be. Yeah. So you, you wanted me to say, tell, you, t- tell the people, tell your listeners how we met, right? Yes, please. Yeah. How do we know each other? I always leave that to the guests to tell their tell their version of events. <laughs> their own version, right. <laughs> okay, so Yolanda and I went to uni together. <laughs> yes, University of Liverpool. What, what? Hey. <laughs> and honestly, um, when I think about it, it almost feels like such a long time ago, especially haven't gone back to uni for my master's last year i really really felt like like a granny you know um, <laughs> <laughs> mature student like, vibes you know like <laughs> when in my life did i ever think i was gonna be like oh that mature student oh those postgrads you know but hey that's life um so yeah we met in uni um we were both on the executive committee for the dance society Liverpool Stepping Street, hey. um, <laughs> which eventually became University of Liverpool Street Society. But I know, um, yeah, we we changed the name a couple of times, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened. But yeah, Yolanda and I were, you know, on the committee, so doing all the behind the scenes planning for competitions that we attended, mm-hmm. restructuring the 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 society, making it pop. Oh yes. Hey, no tea, no shade, but I think our year was popping. Okay, of course. (laughs) Like, okay, (laughs) we took it to a next level. If any of y'all find any LSS videos, I'm not saying go do that, but if you did, you would understand what we mean when we say it it was a vibe. Yeah, we definitely took it to another level. I think we just kind of clicked as a committee, and we all had like a similar direction. Obviously, you, me, Ellie, and bitch um good times a lot of a lot of like playing around and just being silly um you know and just in the courtyards and the what was that student office called student union yeah mm-hmm. um just faffing up faffing around and all that but a lot of hard work as well and I, I feel like you know those committees that you go you you know are part of at uni actually do go a long way to 
um, building your, your, your character and teaching you about working with people and being responsible for things. So I'm glad that I had the opportunity to work with you guys and I'm still, you know, I still keep in touch with each of you guys. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that that's, that's amazing as well. And um, I mean, it's been what, how many years ago since I started uni? Nine now? Well, nine since I started, but since I finished, um, yeah, six years this yeah. year. So it's been quite a few years. Um, but yeah, that's how we met. Mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of moves, a lot of dancing. I wish I could say that I can still dance as much as I did at the time. I can't, <laughs> but I do what I can. No, we were in those two years doing like three hour sessions, people. Like it was, you know. No, but we would, do, we would have those three hour sessions twice a week. And then mm -hmm. when we had competitions, we would have another three hour session at least or more practicing. Mm -hmm. And then at that time, I thought I was some kind of adrenaline junkie. So I was doing <laughs> insanity as well. I was doing insanity. So I'm just like, how, when in my life would I ever have another 12 hours to dedicate to working out in a week? I in just, a week, I just right? And then I just actually can't. enjoying it, wanting to be there. Like, yup, right. that's it, hey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but I am grateful for that time. And I'm grateful that, you know, we met and all that at the time. Definitely, definitely. It was, it was yeah. good stuff. And mm. from that moment, people, I knew we had a rising star on our hands. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because even then you were uh, in... ACS, you were mm, modeling, yeah. you were doing your spoken word from, from then, all kinds. Modeling loosely, please. Use the term very loosely. I don't want people out here thinking I'm some kind of hotshot, you know, Victoria's Secret model. No, ma'am. No, I, ain't got, I don't have Yolanda's long legs, people, so no. <laughs> I feel like I don't even have my long legs anymore. We were talking no, about these parties. I've seen those Instagram posts. You be having them long legs, girl. <laughs> It's all about the angles. COVID took uh, COVID gave me the the COVID twenty. I gotta mm. work on that. <laughs> well, give me six, give me six weeks. I'll I'll come back with a vengeance. <laughs> I believe I believe in you. I believe in you. Yeah. So we yeah we I think people get the idea that we're both the type to dip our toes in a little bit of everything here, there, and everywhere. So yeah. I'll start off with uh. I'll give them a definition. I'll give you guys a definition of imposter syndrome. And then we'll talk about how we're able to step into all of these things in spite of imposter right. syndrome. Right. So exactly. it's okay. pretty much as it says on the on the tin, but let me tell you what the the time the times defines imposter syndrome as. So imposter yeah. syndrome is the idea that you've only succeeded due to luck or not because of your actual talent or qualifications um and the the term was first identified in 1978 by two female psychologists pauline rose clance and suzanne imms uh and in their paper they theorized that women were uniquely affected by imposter syndrome more so than men so i just want to make clear guys that first things first this isn't no uh millennial thing that we're trying to introduce uh to the world where we're just like oh imposter syndrome we don't know where we fit no 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 this has been going around for a while okay this has been talked about since the late 70s when it got coined and i'm sure it was discussed and theorized long before that 
Uh, and it's been reported in some studies that over 70% of people that have been surveyed in their professional careers so that they have experienced imposter syndrome at some point or another. So it's actually quite widespread, this feeling of not belonging or sitting <laughs> by on just wow. luck, even though the fact mm. that you are that, yeah. at the table means that you are worthy of being at the table. So <laughs> we got to get past that for definite. So that's what this episode is going to be about. We're going to talk, we're going to delve deeper into, into that. And hopefully by the end, we'll have some tools and some tips for you guys to not indulge in an imposter syndrome as much or maybe fight it when you see the signs taking over from yourself. So, and I've, I've sort of introduced this question a little bit with what I said just then, but for you, Ayin, have you ever felt like you didn't deserve your seat at the table mm. in any, in any, anything that you've um, taken part in? I have to say a resounding yes. <laughs> I definitely... <laughs> I definitely have felt like that many times. Um, last year, I, I did deal with imposter syndrome quite a lot. So I, um, I, I started, well, last year, well, I started in 2018. I started my, my master's degree at the University of Cambridge. So, I mean, for those who know, Cambridge is a pretty prestigious university, one of the top universities in the world. Mm-hmm. And I had applied to, to Cambridge as, as um, after my my uh undergrad what's it called sorry a levels yeah and applied to cambridge after my a levels and i got as far as the interview stage but i didn't get in and and so you know coming back i guess applying again it was actually pretty easy to get in the second time i guess because i had like life experience and those other things that matter after you've been in life for a bit Um, as opposed to when you're like an A-level student just trying to be like, this is all the things I want to do. Um, <laughs> but the truth is, I mean, I met a lot of interesting, um, intelligent people, and not just in like the book smart type of way, but people doing like a lot of like amazing things, doing a lot of research that was really going to be impactful in, I don't know, their country or their city or just different things that they were really important, um, you know, that was re- that were really important to them. Um, and I did deal with imposter syndrome a lot. I think also because I was, you know, in my own dorm, so living alone, I wasn't working, interfacing with people the way I would when I was when I'm working. So I had a lot of time to just think, and a lot of times I felt really out of place. And there's something about the rooms in Cambridge that just make you think, especially if you're black, like you were never envisaged when this room was being created, mm. that you would ever stand in this room. Let me let you know. The room will like tell you that when you walk in like this, we never planned for you to be here. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely dealt with that a lot. You know, that's the short answer. The short answer is yes, I have many times felt like I didn't deserve my seat at the table. Cambridge is one of them, but it, it happens, you know, it's happened to me many, many times. I feel that I, 100% agree with you there. I've had the same same experiences multiple times um, and I'm where I just sat back and I'm just like wait, they want me to do this? Are they mm-hmm. sure? I'm supposed to lead people. I'm supposed to be in charge of this. I'm supposed to run this project by myself. Are y'all mad? <laughs> and then especially when I get good Have feedback. Have you considered this? Yeah. 
<laughs> and especially when I go like, get good feedback off of something, I'm just like, lies, so many lies. How dare you lie to me? I did not do that well. <laughs> I wasn't good at that thing. Yeah. And then I had to like step back and yeah. be like, no, Yolanda, actually, you did very well. You deserve those um that praise or that pat on the back or whatever it is like you deserve the accolades oh yes (laughs) (laughs) right yeah so as well as that then so you felt it in certain rooms but have you ever felt it so much that you turned down an opportunity or lost an opportunity because you just weren't standing in your in your truth when you were offered something yeah so i think what I wouldn't say that I I would necessarily, you know, turn down opportunities. But I think that what, how it manifests for me, imposter syndrome, is that I often self-sabotage. So say I'm looking for a new job and I see a job that I would really like to do, um, but I don't think in any, there's, there's no chance. I think there's no chance that I would be, um, you know, given a chance to do the job. So I was self-sabotage in the sense that maybe I've like um, done everything, amended my CV, but I just need to send send it to someone. Or there's like one last thing left to do um, for me to to apply for the job. But then I will I will just kind of unintentionally, not intentionally, but kind of intentionally, not um, do it. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, oh, the deadline is passed. Oh, well, I wasn't going to be able to do it anyway. I, like, they'll never have called me back for the job anyway. Do you understand? Do you understand what listen, I mean? So, listen, what I tell yeah. you. So, <laughs> the, uh, um, the Introvert Lifestyle launched a few few weeks ago now. I think we're like a month old. Woohoo! Um, but my my goal post for launching the website was, was to get my Instagram page of the same um, for the same brand to 500 followers i was working on this instagram page like daily nightly and ever so rightly when i tell you i was on the content and the deal was to my followers if i got to 500 followers then i had to drop the website tell me why when i got to like 485 followers i just stopped posting (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was like oh no i'm so tired now oh no i have no ideas oh no (laughs) (laughs) i have no time (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i just come also some excuses like, coming listen so many and right. i just basically just shut down work on the website but god was like mm, no <laughs> you're gonna do it and it's because of the momentum that i built up already it's i still managed to get to the the goal post of the 500 and so then i had to follow through and launch the website but self-sabotage it that is my own <laughs> you're, you're speaking my language because i do that literally all the time i'm like oh i should probably advertise the um previous episodes a couple more times or on facebook or whatever yeah and then i'm yep. just like this is me all the time so i i um <laughs> i i i have this I, I was doing something last uh last couple of months i started kind of around the beginning of covid doing this thing called eva's music mixers mm-hmm. where i would have people on have a conversation with them different artists or sometimes artist managers but people in the entertainment industry generally um producers and all that and i would have them on and have a conversation with them and it was really good each each week mm-hmm. but partly because of course i was busy but also because i was i don't know what it is you know i would like post the 
you know, put the post up for it really, really late and only like a few people will get to see it. And I would say to myself after it, oh, I should definitely like do like an excerpt and post it so people can like come back to it, but then I would just never get around to it. But when, when you know, if I apply the same kind of energy I apply to my job, the one, my nine to five that I get, you know, you know, that I do, the, same, the way I like focus on my work, I'm like, I have to get this done. If I apply the same kind of energy to my own personal brand, it would like skyrocket. So I keep telling myself, come on sis, why are you gonna keep shitting yourself in the foot? You know, and yeah, so what, right? I, <laughs> what I, I did, I was looking online and just looking at, you know, what are some of the causes of, of um, imposter syndrome? And, and I think, um, well, I think I might be um, going ahead of myself a bit here, but it said that some of the causes are, uh, if you're either of these types of persons, one of them is the perfectionist, one of them is superwoman or man, one of them is the natural genius, one of them is the soloist, and the fifth one is the expert. I don't know if you want me to explain them. Yeah, yeah, I was that, that was literally the next, the next part, so perfect, you went into that brilliantly, yeah, tell, tell the people what those mean. Okay, so the perfectionist, I'm definitely, like, that's definitely me, and you know, it's never good enough if it's me doing it. If someone else does it, it's like, oh yeah, they tried. I'm sure they did the best they could. If it's me, it's like, <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. Why is that there? Why is that, you know, I not dotted and that T not crossed? Um, you know, the, the description says, you know, if you, have you ever been accused of these things? Have you ever been accused of being a micromanager? Do you have difficulty delegating? Do you set a really, really high mark? And then when you miss it out, you say, oh, you're not cut out for the job and you think about it for days and days. Do you feel like your work must be 100% perfect 100% of the time? If that's you, <laughs> you're probably a perfectionist and perfectionism and imposter syndrome go hand in hand. So I was like, okay, you guys are shaking my tables. Let me see the second one. I'm sure that's not me. <laughs> and then the second one is superwoman or man. <clears throat> if you you know, stay late at the office, later than the rest of your team, even when you're done with the work for the day, you get stressed when you're not working and you, you feel like, oh, I'm wasting, whenever you're chilling, it's like, oh, this is a waste of time. You've let your hobbies and passions fall by the wayside and sacrifice it to work. Mm. You don't feel like you've earned your title. So you keep working harder to prove your worth. A workaholic. I was like, come on now. They're <laughs> just calling you out your name. Just straight you know, up. Like, what, is this, what is this article about? Like, come on. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, let me go to the next one. And um, this one says, <laughs> this one says natural genius. If um, you're used to excelling without much effort, you have a track record of getting straight A's. You're frequently told that you're the smart one. Um, you don't like having a mentor because you can handle things on your own. Um, when you're faced with a setback, your confidence tumbles because you, when, you, when you're not performing, you feel ashamed. Um, you avoid challenges because it's so uncomfortable to try something you're not great at. Now, this one isn't exactly me. I don't think I'm some kind of like um, genius. But once mm. I had that thought, I then said to myself, are you like putting yourself down now is that like <laughs> <more impressive> syndrome? <laughs> is this like a rabbit hole you're never gonna get out of come on, come, yeah. <laughs> i think so, that, so, one, okay. the, the, yeah, that one that yeah. resonates with like younger yolanda like definitely yeah. definitely had that thing of like naturally gifted when i was younger and then as soon as i got to a levels and i had to start trying to figure out stuff i was like 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, come on. <laughs> I'm what sorry, excuse me. Life is supposed yeah. to be easy. I'm supposed to just roll through this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, though. I know what you mean. So for me, things that would be in the art space, um, dancing, you know, singing poetry. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're just like walk in the park, but they do come relatively easy for me. And sometimes I'm like, mm, I don't want to try this because what if I can't do it as well? So and I don't. I wouldn't say I'm I'm a genius, but I guess I can see how it could apply. But yeah. So I'm like, this this article is doing the most. Let's see what the rest, <laughs> the remaining two are. And the next one is <laughs> the soloist, and this says, um, you feel, you feel as though, you know, asking for help reveals your phoniness, um, and says it's okay to be independent, but if you refuse assistance, so you can prove your worth. If you're asking yourself that you, you know, if you say to yourself, I don't need anybody, anybody's help, or you feel like. You have to accomplish everything on your own. Um, then maybe you're that kind of person. And I don't think I'm really like that anymore. But there was a time in my life where I was like, I always felt like it wasn't, you know, if, if I didn't do it myself, then what really was the point? Mm-hmm. And I, I found out that I was really missing out a lot by not asking for help. And then I started to ask for help just, you know, in bits and bobs. And I was like, this is good. Like, this is nice. Like, you actually get to leverage the strengths of other people around you so that you can focus on the things that are your own strengths. You know? Yeah. That, that group yeah. work mentality, but when the actual group is all useful yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is hardly, but yeah. Um, like my, when I was doing my album, I, I, let me give two examples. So doing, when I was doing the music part of my album, I did quite a lot of the stuff myself. I mean, I wrote myself, um, but when I decided to collaborate with people, either as producers or other people, you know, featured other people on my songs, those things just went along a lot quicker, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it made, it made it really, really good. And I was, like you said, like I said, able to leverage um, other people, you know, in making a good body of work. But when it came to actually doing the album launch, I guess I didn't learn anything or maybe I didn't think <laughs> about it at the time. I did. I tried to do almost everything myself. So from like sorting out the printing of the, of the CDs to getting the venue to just, just the whole thing. I tried to do everything myself and it was a lot, you know, I was breaking out. I had these horrible pimples on my head. that didn't go away for like two months. Mm. Um, and I mean, my friends came to the rescue kind of like almost like a day or two to the day, but I could have saved myself so much headache if I just asked for help earlier. And I remember particularly I had a backdrop that I used, I just like, you know, scraped all my coins together and like, you know, um, bought some kind of backdrop, a small one. And my parents, when they came, they were like, you know, just told us, we could have done you like a massive one that you could have used to fill up the whole bag. Well, this is awkward. But in my mind, I was like, no, I want to, like, I want to do this myself. I want it to be self-funded, blah, blah, blah. But it was just a waste of my time. But when I when I was doing when I was doing it's true. When I was doing my video, so I have a video for there's a song off my album called How You Feel. And I have a video for it which is on YouTube. But when I was doing that, I leveraged a lot of my friends. So for example, Ellie was the production assistant on mm-hmm. that and she was an absolute godsend 
on the day, just helping to like sort everything out. Um, a friend of mine who was trying to get into styling, did the styling. Um, some of my friends were like the extras in the video. A friend of a friend was the videographer, but because it was like a contact who was really helpful, you know, got me a lot of discounts, so, you know, different things like, the actors I needed for the other video, someone else, my friend, my friend um, did it, you know, got her friend. It was just so many people that were actually willing to contribute if I would just ask, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm like, going forward, I'm just going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Because that's naturally not me. I don't like to inconvenience people, but going forward, I'll ask because it actually makes all the difference, you know? And the thing um, is, the most, like, successful people are the people who are getting help like yeah yep. <laughs> the, the billionaires yep. and the ceos and stuff they're not doing it by themselves all those no, ideas they're not, aren't just their no ideas doing his own social media yeah, exactly. and, and by himself come on now <laughs> um um yeah and the fifth one was the experts it says mm. um the experts measure their competence based on what and how much they know or can do um so it says do you shy away from applying to job postings unless you meet every single educational requirement do you constantly seek out training or certifications because you think you need to improve your skills in order to succeed? Um, do you shudder when someone says you're an expert? Um, do you still feel like you don't know enough even if you've done something for a while? I was like, come on. Dang, preach. Pulling my wig, shaking my table, just putting me on the spot like this because that this is definitely me. I never feel like I'm good enough. And sometimes I think like people like me in this sense will say, will say, oh, I'm just like committed to improving myself. And that's a good thing, being committed to improving. But if you, you're committed to improving to the extent that you never feel good enough, then that's mm -hmm. a problem. Um, definitely. So this is definitely, and I think, yeah. And I think that's something that bleeds into being female as well, because yeah. for women, yeah. it's been proven that women will only apply for a job if they meet 100% of the criteria on that application. Right. Men mm -hmm. apply for jobs if they meet 40 percent of <laughs> the, of the criteria like, like, uh, can you imagine they're like i can't even do half of this but let me just try let's see it. how it goes yeah <laughs> and that's immense that's the difference in the mentality that i think we need to yeah. adopt yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. I, I feel like women are generally, you know, held up to a slightly higher standard by by life that you mm. almost feel, you almost kind of hold yourself to that standard even when nobody else is. So no one is looking and no one can see that you apply for that job or not. And the company can decide for itself whether they want you there or not. But you don't even give them that, that opportunity. You already tell yourself no. Then nobody's going to let me in unless I have all these things. So let me not even bother doing it. Yeah. And, and so we shoot ourselves in the foot um, because of that. And I think even more so with black women, because you know, maybe you know that you're going to have to prove yourself, to, you know, 10 times over. And so you're just like, yeah, you know what, never mind. And then you, you shortchange yourself, you know, um, of, of things that could be really good for you. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I was a. Uh... I've done that don't apply, don't apply thing because it won't be mm -hmm. you thing so, yeah. so many times. Yeah. But it wasn't yeah. until like the last couple of years or so I was like, listen, mm. they can't say no if they haven't even seen you to consider yeah. you. Like you gotta yeah. at least throw yourself in it, throw yourself on yeah. the fire and see if they catch you first or not. Like you can't just be yeah. doing their job for them. It. It's up to them to vet you and see if you fit the mold of what they want yeah. so i've definitely started putting my hand up more again um 
for things and just seeing seeing how it goes and I know mm. it's fine it, it's okay to get a no and mm. the more no's you get with feedback the, mm. the more yeses you can transition that into and you can even just put yourself on somebody's radar to the point where you're next in line mm. for the next time they need someone to do something because they've at least met you and seen you and they can offer you something else so yeah don't yeah. count yourself up yeah exactly exactly okay yeah. so next, next thing is well i think we've already handled this one a little bit when you talked about the perfectionist um type but yeah. i was going to ask you do you think perfectionism plays a role in your feelings of imposter syndrome but i think we've covered that a little bit so the yeah. next thing i want to ask yeah. then is do you feel like imposter syndrome is a 100 percent negative feeling oh um is it 100 percent negative mm-hmm. i think um some of the things that cause imposter syndrome aren't 100 percent negative so being um having a high standard for yourself wanting to always improve um being independent or you know individually they're not bad things mm-hmm. but when they're on the when they get to the mm-hmm. extreme and they cause you to start having those forms of self-doubt then um then then it becomes um negative so imposter syndrome itself is negative because it it um you know, keeps you from the table. You don't even give yourself a chance to have a seat at the table before mm-hmm. someone can even refuse you a seat, you refuse yourself. But um, the things that lead to it are not. So if you're able to manage it and keep it in moderation, then then maybe not. Um, because the thing is, you, you have to fight it, you know. You, you just... You just have to fight. I don't want. To, I don't want to preempt you, but but I, I think that imposter syndrome really, really is something I I'm still working through, and I think we'll come to a point where I can sit, you know give advice to anybody who wants to know what what I do to get around it. But I think that we need to really like watch our mental and be taking care of our of our of our, of our minds um, and not shortchanging ourselves through imposter syndrome. Definitely, one hundred percent agree. Because I, for me, on the negative side of it. I think a little bit of imposter syndrome might work to keep keep you humble if, if you need that yeah that, that spirit yeah, in your life yeah. just to keep you in check a little bit yeah but I definitely yeah, agree with yeah. you that. don't get too full of yourself yeah <laughs> like still feel mm-hmm. like you can you know like there's like there's someone that can well not always something someone that can come in and do it better but just to make you aware that you know um that god you know, all that that. That. <laughs> exactly so i think it's good there but like you said when it seeps into the point where it's stopping you from actually growing um and taking yeah. those steps forward that's when it needs okay. to be addressed so yeah yeah so you said a little bit there about how you would address it so give that to the people again um some advice on those who are battled, battling imposter syndrome how how would you go about addressing addressing it on the day-to-day well i mean you, you intimated this quite right at the top of the show but do it you know do it in spite of those feelings you know when you're afraid of something it's not enough reason not to do something um just because you're afraid do do it in spite of the fear yeah well since always says do it scared and i love that so much like i've said that yeah, on exactly. podcast a billion times exactly. but do it yeah, scared do it people scared. <laughs> 
yeah man if you for, if you're someone who needs like for me i need to like um i'm a visual person so i need to you know write things on my on my you know create art forms and writing on my wall mm-hmm. put it on my mm-hmm. screensaver and things like that if you need to inspire yourself by doing that then do that find some screensavers or some pictures that you can put up in your room that um remind you that you are worth it you are worthy and you know you should just go out and get it for me um my faith plays plays a big role in this as well because mm-hmm. you know sometimes when i'm feeling like why am i even here or, or why bother i you know I, I read the bible i'm a christian so i read the bible and i just think of all the things that god says i am and who says i am and if i'm the child of the person that created the whole universe then who should i be afraid of like exactly. why you know? <laughs> um so, so that, that also helps me. Um, a couple of other things that, you know, just from a practical perspective as well, um, that I, I've heard or I've seen in my life works is sometimes having, working in a place that's actually um, culturally diverse mm-hmm. or whatever kind of diversity applies to you can help because when you see people like yourself in, you know, thriving, it actually gives you gives you the courage that you you as well can thrive or if you can't have that but having mentors who are succeeding in the you know career path that you want to take also helps because people when you see someone like you whatever that means to you someone like you um doing it then you're reminded that you actually can do it yeah um, it's, it's a superhero effect yeah. i think definitely of, um, yeah yeah like if, if you don't see yourself uh as a, if if uh, what am i trying to say so yeah, the superhero effect is basically Yeah, it's like like why Black Panther was so impactful to yeah. kids when it happened is because before then they hadn't seen themselves being capable yeah. of being a superhero. Like superhero, yeah, Whoopi yeah, Goldberg said multiple times, like she didn't think she could act until she saw a black actress in Star Trek. And then she was like, Oh, okay, oh. well if she's on TV. <laughs> Then I can be yeah, on TV, and that's I can what we do it too. Go and, after acting. And on that note, R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Um, oh, so you know, sad. The guy's life was short, but I think that he, feel, you know, lived out his purpose. Mm-hmm. And and that's mm-hmm. another reason. That brings me to another reason why what you've just said now and, and this brings me another reason why we have to work our way through and fight imposter syndrome. Because one, when you don't do those things, you you um deny younger people coming behind you the opportunity to see you doing that thing and then them doing it mm. because our actions trickle down so you never know if if you had gone for that opportunity and become all that you could be in a particular way you could have encouraged someone else to become that as well or because you don't do it someone else never sees you doing it and they never do it listen and i two, can tell you now without <laughs> any any shame when i see you doing it big on my timeline i'm like yes <laughs> i can do this too let's get it let's get yes it. Let's get it. yeah exactly i mean I, and i'm glad to, to hear that because that happens for me as well i see some other people's timeline and i'm like okay you know what this girl also has a full-time job like come on yeah. you can get up your butt and you can do this thing um um and the other thing is, look, at the end of the day, I'm, like I say, I'm Christian, so some things don't scare me. Death doesn't scare me per se. Obviously, if someone put a gun to my head, I'd be shook. But yeah. the idea of death doesn't scare me. But one thing I don't want to be is have, have those regrets and be like, oh, I could have done all these things. And, and, and then I never got a chance to because I just, you know, cut myself off before someone even had an opportunity to tell me no. 
Mm-hmm. Because guess what, you know, they say life only life doesn't give you what you deserve. It, it gives you what you demand for. So if you yes. keep cutting yourself off and never giving yourself an opportunity to even make a request and demand on life, then you're never going to, you know, blossom into the full purpose that you, you were put on earth for. And you, can, you know, you don't want to live a life of regret. Even if you don't die at a young age, you don't want to be 100 years old in your bed and saying, oh, I wish I did this and I wish I'd done that. So I think you just have to give yourself a kick in the butt, whatever that requires for you. Um, and, you know, another thing, surround yourself with people who can, you can be accountable to um, mm-hmm. and who can also, you know, encourage you a lot. If you're feeling like, oh man, I can't do this. You, you can message a friend and say, look, I want to get this done by this day. Can you keep me accountable? Um, not just friends for, for, for likes and, and, and ha ha ha. And <laughs> no, yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, accountability partners that will actually, you know, keep you on your toes. You know, I think we really have to dream bigger, you know, really each of us. And I'm saying this to everyone as well as myself. You really have to dream so big that you can't, you know, you need help to get there. And that's just going to give you the kick um, that, that, that you need to, to actually do those things. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my advice. And I think that's the perfect line to round this up on. Guys, I hope you have been listening intently, taking your notes, being blessed (laughs) by this conversation because the gems that have just been dropped, like, listen, you might just need to replay this and listen again so that you deep it all the way because (laughs) this is the content that I wish I had when I was foregoing applying for this that and the other and you know not taking my flowers when they were given to me with this stuff no so this episode let me round it up for you if you've just joined if you just walked into the room and the person that's been playing this you're like oh what are listening to let me tell you what they've been listening to we have been having a fantastic conversation with miss eva johnson aka oyen uh about imposter syndrome and how we can overcome that and we've had a really really nice chat we've talked about we defined imposter syndrome and we talked about not feeling like we deserved a seat at the table uh whether or not imposter syndrome is 100% negative and we even jumped all the way into talking about the different types of imposter syndrome as well uh those five types and how they can sometimes just all co-mingle in different varying degrees in our own feelings of imposter syndrome as well Uh, but we also rounded off with a couple of tips and tricks for overcoming those feelings as well and i think we gave it we rounded this quite nicely like there's a lot a lot in here <laughs> and, and so. as, as you've been talking i'm like i need to apply that <laughs> to my life i'm talking to myself more. as well trust me <laughs> well even even just the conversation partners that you were talking about just then i actually had to use that a few a few days ago actually because mm. after the networking episode um where a big part of that was about linkedin and using linkedin to your advantage and stuff I was like, I can't be telling these people about using LinkedIn and my LinkedIn is is <laughs> dusty. Like, <laughs> dusty. So I was like, let me go and do that. But then I actually ended up giving myself accountability by telling somebody that I had to do it by the end of August. And it actually made me do it. And from that, I actually got pe- people to, people came to my profile that I would never expect wow. it. And I ended up with like 
quite a few new connections that are really strong mm. connections as well wow that surprised me so i was like wow you under the, the stuff that you're telling people you gotta be doing it yourself because yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise it's meaningless so trust and believe when i say guys i will be applying a lot of the gems that i picked up from this episode as well so to round everything up i just want to say Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, and thank you, Oyen, for being on this episode and blessing us with all of these gems and all this great value. Tell the people you. what you're up to currently, where they can find you, uh, how they can keep mm-hmm. in touch, let them know. Okay. Um, thank you so much for having me, Yolanda. Honestly, my pleasure. I, I shook my own tables with this one. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> now, now I have to go and do all the things that I said I was going to do. Um, <laughs> so, and on that note, um, my Instagram is going to start popping off soon. Um, so, you can find me at Miss Eva Johnson. That's M S E V A J O H N S O N on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I have a website as well, www.missevajohnson.com. And my album is on. Well, all major music streaming platforms, so Apple Music, Spotify, and so on. Um, the album is called From a Different Cloth. And yeah, it's pretty good album, so <laughs> you should check pretty it out. Pretty good. It's fire, okay? I'll, I'll big it up for you. Guys, go Thank listen. Especially <laughs> if you look at the, uh, the video for the single. Oh, my gosh. The visuals mm-hmm. on that. I was like, all the colors when you were by that wall, hey, break it down. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, go find you YouTube, see, right? like I said, I'm, I'm going to just be taking you around wherever I go now. <laughs> um, yeah, so the video is for um, a single called How You Feel, and it's on YouTube. I'm trying to get it to 10,000 views. So um, I think we're on like seven or 8,000. So please go watch it and tell your friend to watch it so I can get up to 10,000 views. Um, yeah. And so I think... Yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on I'm Oyinda Mala Johnson because that's my legal side of things. But if you have if you do have if you do have a legal related um, inquiry, you can reach me on LinkedIn um, at Oyinda Mala Johnson. Yeah, and that's it. Fabulous. And as always, guys, you know where you can find me. It's at the millennial underscore introvert on instagram and then the website is www.themillennialintrovert.com go get your ebooks on self-care and business entrepreneurship and then it's the millennial introvert lifestyle on all of your other social medias as well as on linkedin too it's got its own page so yeah once again i just want to say thank you everybody for listening it's been fantastic and i can't wait for you to see what we have for the last episode of this season of the one introvert lifestyle we're going to go out with a bang and thank you to again to my guest oh it's been amazing i can't say thank you enough uh and we'll catch you guys in two weeks time peace out